the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Friday night. Yes, it is. What y'all got doing this weekend? Anybody got any fun plans y'all want to share with me? 888-344-1170. Whether you're here in San Diego or outside of San Diego, you have some fun possible plans tomorrow. That just depends on the weather. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the best things about San Diego. I got to tell y'all, we do have a lot of things to choose from to do. It's not to, to do. It's not all that bad living here in Cali. So we are. Uh, bl- one of my plans is definitely happening. My wife and I like going out and catching a new restaurant every, uh, you know, every other weekend or so mm-hmm. just to, you know, try and get out a little bit. Definitely doing that. Uh, I was maybe going to go to the safari park too, but. Depends on how heavy the rain is going to be. Yeah, because, I mean, going to a park in the drizzle, not a problem. No problema. But if and it's heavy por- rain, it's heavy rain, that's no, that's no fun. And since we've got parks all over San Diego County and 365 days to enjoy. I love that you guys date and you guys continue to have date nights and you go out to cool restaurants. You do cool things. We make it a priority, even though yeah. there are, you know, our kids in the relationship. We make it a priority to take time for each other because that's mm-hmm. what it's. You're supposed to be modeling it for the children as well, and we're you know always trying to keep it fresh and exciting and do do things together that are you know we're going to build a lot of memories. Yeah, and and keep the fun going. You guys like to dance. You like to go out to eat. You like to go to museums and stuff and Balboa Park. I just love that you guys do that. Should we be like doing? We talked about this before. Maybe it was me and Carrot Sticks talking about maybe at least on. Fridays that we do like some dating segments like what's it like to date you've now I mean you um, guys met a couple years ago two years actually this uh, this last weekend yeah two years two years ago and you know because I hear from so many people how hard it is to meet good people um, especially if you're Christian conservative Um, everybody dates these days on the dating apps I mean should we be like doing some segments on dating because I'll, I'll tell you what just to share a little bit a bit andrea yes my my wife and i did meet online on one of the dating apps not gonna which say is which shocking one. to me because i don't imagine dating apps having the level of quality of it's you and cammy they really don't and we got really lucky and both of us actually were ready to delete the app that we were on mm-hmm. and thank god we had the, the the chance to to meet right there you know it was i believe it was god ordained oh i clearly do too with your relationship Absolutely. So, yeah, so I'm looking for ideas. Here's our 24-hour hotline number, 844-814-5227. You can also, you know, call in now if you got an idea for what we should do on, you know, the dating segments. 
um, like we could talk about what it's like to date today, suggestions, tips, um, pitfalls to avoid. What are some dating apps that you recommend? Because there's so many of them now. I'd love to hear from somebody who's done any of these Christian dating sites, right? Instead of the, and does anybody even still do Match? Um, I think we should, I think we should maybe be, include that as part of our community because as Christians and as, and or conservatives or even, you know, just normal people, cause there's a whole lot of not normal going on out there. You know, how do good people get together? Right. So, and I was never somebody, I always had a rule. I would never date a guy I met in a bar. Um, so that, you know, was all, cause I mean, let's be honest, dudes going out in bars, they're just looking to get a leg over. Okay. Let's be straight. Right. So that, that was always a rule. And then, you know, and it's tough when you, once you get out of school, you're reduced to the workplace, but now that's a problem. Cause you know, you so much at look at somebody more than two seconds and you can, you know, get into trouble. So it's limit tough me to bookstores and coffee shops. Yeah. So it's tough to meet good people out there. So we're looking for ideas from you guys. Email me at Andrea K show. Uh, by the way, don't forget, if you miss any part of tonight or any show, don't forget our podcast, which you can download. Also, do not forget, if you don't have anything, any good outerwear to, to wear, or you need some good, hardworking gear. I think gear, you know a place. We know a place. It's Iron Mountain Outfitters. I was thinking today before I came here, as I was putting on all my layers, that I wish I still got wet. And I, and I was thinking back to the jackets that I saw at Iron Mountain that have a coating on them. I don't know what it is to make them weatherproof. I don't know if they're Scotch-guarded or... Or what that is, and that was some of the. I think all the uh, all the brands there. I think had some coat jackets that had that coating on it. But I thought, oh, that would that would have really been good for me tonight outside. Look, go to Iron Mountain Outfitters. Whether you're looking for jackets to wear in cold weather, lightweight, something that's weather resistant, especially if you're a working person, you got to have weather resistant if you're outside working. The Carhartt pants that we love so much, the hardest working, hottest looking pants. In my opinion, and I've been telling Skins that, that he needed some hot Carhartt pants. Go to Iron Mountain Outfitters. PJ will help you find something for yourself. 8493 La Mesa Boulevard. Look for the standing bear outside. We're not giving away the gift certificate tonight. So you got to be tuning in every night of the week here, 6 to 8 p.m. And then, but still continue to head on down to Iron Mountain. Okay. Um, speaking of hardworking... Skins found an article today. How do I go from my favorite store, Iron Mountain, into a negative story? I guess I got to. Um, and and one Pull of the band-aid off, Andrea. Well, I have to. Well, what made me think of this story was we were talking about the the hardworking Carhartt pants. I became even more obsessed with them after I saw a bunch of sheriff's deputies walking around in these Carhartt pants, looking hot. And then that made me think that's law enforcement. Made me think of men in military, and that's what reminded me of the story you brought for me today. That had to do with our military. Okay, recently, we know going back to COVID, right, when the shots came out, that there was a, a federal government mandate and, mil- and military part of the federal government, their federal workers, right, as part of the Department of Defense, they were mandated that they had to get the shots. And thousands of them, many thousands of them applied for um 53,000 sought a medical or religious accommodation. Um, we know um, 19,000 were denied, 400 were approved, but there were also um, many military that uh, about 16,000 members of the military that did not apply for any kind of accommodation, but they refused to take the shot. We know approximately 8,100 were, quote, separated from the military, i.e. fired 
and we lost heroes and patriots because they were they they um, refused to to take the shot, refused to comply with the mandate. So then, going back to was it November or December? In December of 2022, the shot mandate was rescinded. So maybe you can help me understand, Skins, yep. why they're still planning to um, consider firing the 16,000 members of the military that did not apply. So there were 16,000 that didn't apply for any accommodation, never asked for religious or medical accommodation, refused the shot. They're still members of the military. And now, even after the mandate's been lifted, they're still potentially going to be fired. Yeah, if I'm understanding this correctly, and they have rescinded the mandate, that means that the service member has the choice of whether they are going to get vaccinated or not if they're still going to be employed. So this makes zero sense. Well, it does. It, it, it makes sense from the standpoint of this was partly uh, about obviously about trying to get the United States collectively under the thumb of the government with control of them and being able to inject us with. And that. they want every conservative gone. Right. And this is also about continuing the purge. We know there was a, a, a purge back in the Obama administration, like a loyalty test. We know that took place. We know that he was purging, particularly at the top levels of brass. He wanted to surround himself and at the Joint Chiefs and and highest levels in the chain of command with uh, the liberals and the wokes. And that's that's what we've that's what basically was kind of in place when Trump took office. I mean, Mad Dog Mattis was basically he was a mad dog. All right. He had he his rate. He was infected with the rabies of wokeism. Right. His rules of engagement were ridiculous. And just little by little, the left has infiltrated. There was a time Newt Gingrich said, I, I went to D.C. on the fifth anniversary of 9-11, and I saw Newt Gingrich give a speech at American Enterprise Institute, AEI, and he said there was a time, and this was back in 2005, uh, 18 years ago, and he said then that the DOD was becoming politically corrupted. He said there was a time in which the DOD, and this was back in 2005, was the most, was pretty competent and was the remaining competent um, non-political department that we had. And now look how far it sank. And Newt Gingrich was sounding the alarm on this back in 2005. And this is a continuation of a purge. Um, this article came from Just the News that Skins found today. And uh, Cong- uh, I think it was Jim Banks who re- reported this issue. Yeah, Republican Indiana Republican Jim Banks. He's a member of the House Armed Services Committee. Um, every po- Republican should be screaming about this. This is absolutely inexcusable. As he said, it's incredibly divisive and cruel to fire patriotic service members for refusing to comply with a partisan and harmful rule that no longer exist. To me, the only explanation is that the Biden administration wants to purge conservative service members from the military. And that's right. Because, and I'm glad that he put it as clearly as that, because there should be nobody right now walking around thinking that these shots are of any value in terms of stopping COVID or stopping anybody from going to the hospital and dying from COVID. And at this point, when a mandate is no longer required to try to retroactively fire somebody because they didn't comply with the mandate that not only is no longer in effect, but should have never been applied in the first place is, is, should be, if not unconstitutional, it absolutely should be. 
and we and these are and these are the military patriots we desperately need to be wearing the uniform. Okay, all right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got another topic. Trump came out and admitted it. Yes, he did. He made a confession, and we'll tell you guys what it was when we come back from the break. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Here's a Stink of the Week and Here of the Week nominee uh, dating back a few days to the International Women's Day. I didn't talk about it then. We ran out of time. But Hershey uh, came up with up in Canada. They, I don't think they had the guts to put this out here in America. <laughs> <laughs> but in their new marketing campaign up in Canada for International Woman's Day, they did limited edition chocolate bars called Her for She. And um, and then they chose a man, I guess. Uh, one of the bars included Faye Johnstone and it was it was um, celebrating. I don't even I'm not sure I completely understand the Her for She. Um, but it was celebrating men and one of the, one of the bars included somebody named Faye Johnstone, which was a man who's an executive at a Canadian consulting firm who thinks he's a woman. So the, um, so anyway, they came out with their her, she bar. I'm still not sure I understand what the point of that is. Um, I'm not sure I get that. Her for she, what does that mean? Her for she. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, it had to do it. It was it was basically celebrating trans Um, there. Hershey said we value togetherness and recognize the strength created by diversity. Over the past three years, our Women's History Month programming has been an inclusive celebration of women and their impact. These are women. So here's this is a nominee for Stink of the Week. But here's my nominee in in um, response to this was, did you hear uh, about the Jeremy's chocolate the Daily Wire came up with? No. There was a commercial that they did. I don't know who the dude was in the commercial, but Gina Carano was also in it. Love it. Yes, I knew you would. I knew you would love this. And so, and she's so stunningly gorgeous, by the way. She really is. Good grief. I know people that worked with her, too, say she's super, super sweet. Anyway, so they've come up. Jeremy's Chocolates has their own chocolates, and there's the Her Bar and the He Bar, and I don't know if they're called you know, she and him or what they're called. And they say in the commercial, one has nuts and one doesn't have nuts. And if you don't know which is which, something's wrong with you. And they sold 500,000 of their Jeremy's chocolate bars. Love it. Love it. Go woke, go broke. And you know what? What's what's the counter to woke? What do we say? This is not even this thing though. Skins like this Jeremy's chocolate bar thing and them selling five hundred thousand. That's not just that's not a conservative position. It's it's that's pretty actually pretty mainstream. It's mainstream. It's rational. I'm t- I'm tired of them saying Andrea that we are the ones in the minority because we're not. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I should have pulled the commercial or seen if we could play a clip of it because um, it's really cute. Um. So anyway, Hershey's is a not one of my nominees for Stink of the Week and Daily Wire for putting out Jeremy's Chocolates and Counter. Uh, one, has n- <laughs> one has nuts and one doesn't. <laughs> All right. Um, so I told you guys Trump made an announcement, right? He made a confession. He did. 
he made a confession and here's what he said. Um, I'm not sure where he said it. Um, I'm not sure if this was at CPAC or not. Um, but he said, yeah, I'm an election denier. And so we're 50% of Americans. He says, if you look at the polls, a lot of people think that the election was rigged and stolen. He says, I happen to be one of them. I'm an election denier. And so are substantially, I would say substantially more than 50% of this country. And I think it's a much higher number than that. You get a lot of election deniers in this country and they're not happy with what happened. Thank you, Donald Trump, for doing this. It is so important that we push back against the word games that are being played. They're trying to, you have a right to question and to deny any election outcome that you want. And nobody should be trying to to shame you for it. Right now, our White House spokesperson, Corrine Jean-Pierre, tweeted, and the tweets are still available for you to look at, denying that Stacey Abrams or saying that Stacey Abrams was was governor of Georgia and the election was stolen from her. It's okay for Democrats to deny elections. It's okay for Democrats to do exactly what the Republicans were going to do on the floor in 2021 to deny the counting of the electoral votes. So we've got to push back and say, yes, I am a del- an election denier. And I have the right to claim that we should not be letting part of what we and, and I'm glad you spoke up about this because this is integral to the January 6th footage that came about because they're trying to criminalize anybody who dares to question the outcome of an election. And I don't care whether it's blatantly honest election or not. That's your right as an American. And we need every Republican to stand up and say, my name is Congressman so and so and I'm an election denier. And even if you do, even if he doesn't question any election. We have the right to take that position in this country. Thank you, Trump. You're a nominee for Hero of the Week. Sean's on the line. He's got a nominee for Hero of the Week. Hello, Sean. Welcome to tonight's show. Hi there. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. Yeah, yes. Um, I just wanted to throw out a name. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name name is Ollie London. Now, you may have heard of him. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I saw him recently interviewed. Now, because you on this week you've been kind of on the topic of the transgender <clears throat> stuff, uh-huh. and um, so basically uh, he is a. I don't really know how to. He was a transgender, but he re- resorted back to being uh, a man. Okay. So um, he's out there. He has a book, and um, you can look check out his name. But I saw him interviewed, and you know to have that kind of guts to come out. And I think I know. Is he blonde? Against. Is he blonde? Yeah, well, his picture shows him blonde. I don't know. Yeah, if actually I know blonde. who you're talking about. Yeah, I saw an interview with him. I don't remember who it was. You're right. Let me Google it. Uh, yeah, well, I just, you know, I'm just throwing, you'd have to talk to him. Maybe you can get him on my show because he does have a book and you can interview him and I'm sure he wants to promote his book. Do you remember but his last just, name? A London. Like okay. London, L-O-N-D-U-N. And I just wanted to you know, throw him out there because to have the tenacity to do what he's gone through, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's credible as far as being someone some people can look up to now, right? So, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I Googled him. I know, ex- I knew, ex- I thought I remembered who you were talking about. Thank you for calling in. I'm going to reach out. Yeah. Um, okay, he's, he's got a book coming out called Detransition, a memoir. There you go. What yeah, a brave soul. The, the people, in fact, right. I meant to mention it yesterday, but Chloe, right. who was a girl who had been, uh, came forward with her, her story in Florida, how she had been detransitioned, had been transitioned. Right. And okay, she spoke, right, right. she spoke in Florida at a committee hearing. 
she was going to have an event yesterday on March 10, and I meant to mention it uh, Thursday night. She was going to have the event today uh, promoting detransitioners. Mm -hmm. There's many, many, many people out there who've gone through transition and regretted it, and we need to have their stories told. Thank you for calling in, Sean, and I agree in this nominee for Year of the Week. Thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, That's a great idea. We need to be celebrating. Let me see. Maybe somebody listening went to that Chloe event. I feel so bad that somebody tagged me on this on Twitter uh, to bring my attention to it. And I just dropped the ball on that. And I feel bad about it. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the information on that event and at least share with you. Maybe there's upcoming events and we can help support. Here's a nominee, too, um, for uh, this week's. Uh, hero of the week and I mentioned him earlier and it's Ben Carson and uh, he was quoted in an interview uh, this past week and you have to remember that Ben Carson in addition a lot of people are, are just know his name he's a household name but many people don't remember that he is a doctor and not a PhD he's not like Dr. Jill okay with her PhD not that there's anything wrong with PhD let me tell y'all if I had a PhD my own mama would have to call me Dr. Ange okay Dr. Andrea because I'd be so proud of it but there is a difference between a PhD and an MD and Ben Carson is not just an MD He's a neurosurgeon and was one of a team of doctors who separated for the first time conjoined twins. To say that this man is brilliant scientifically and medically is an understatement. And here's what he had to say this week about uh, about COVID treatments and the shots. He said many people died unnecessarily because of the villainization of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Quote, there was a great amount of emphasis on getting rid of anything else other than the vaccine. They repurposed drugs. Um, uh, the, the repurposed drugs were just villainized. Hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, all these things. It's just terrible stuff. You can't do it. And yet we now know that these things, those things could have saved many, many lives. People died unnecessarily. He didn't use these words, but I will say it. Fauci, Dr. Burks, those at the NIH, the CDC, and the NIAID are serial killers, particularly Dr. Fauci. They specifically denied proven treatments. You heard Ben Carson just say it. And people died as a result. Fauci lied. People died. Going to take a break. We come back. We got more Hero of the Week stories to talk about. In fact, speaking of elections, I think Charlie Kirk had an absolutely brilliant comment to somebody uh, at one of his events. And we are going to share that with you when we come back. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. I just want to say I'm not going to let Andrea bring it back in because I have a true hero of the week right now. Just moments ago, she did not try to make a basket with just like a wadded up piece of paper that Mm-mm. had like, you know, yesterday's news on it. No, Andrea just dunked the banana peel in the trash can. That's right. And that sucker was slippery. Three-pointer right here. I make myself... Run for the AK. That's right. Nominating myself as Hero of the Week for that score. Going to go to the phones. Jack is on the line. He wants to talk about the bank implosion, and I'm glad. We talked about that last hour, but I'm glad he's on the line because we need to to revisit this. I've got some more information here I wanted to share with you guys. Hey, Jack, welcome uh, back to the show. Well, maybe we should make... uh 
Janet Yellen, hero of the week for closing the bank. But Andrea, who knew we had a banking crisis? Yeah, and we apparently do. You know, the first indication I had was the beginning of this week. Um, there was a, a bank that they closed called uh, Silvergate, and they said it was a crypto bank. Hmm. <clears throat> I have no idea what a crypto bank is. It obviously has something to do with handling cryptocurrency. Right. But then um, I think the first indication I had that there was a problem with Silicon Valley Bank was yesterday um, it's, they said that this was a bank that handled a lot of startups. Yeah, according to Breitbart, um, they play a central role in the startup economy of San Francisco. Uh, actually, according to Bloomberg, it does business or did with about half of venture capital-backed startup firms in the United States. This so is major. Yeah, so, so here's what happened. Uh, however, this these rumors got started, uh, it spooked the business community in mm-hmm. the area uh, because uh, they had millions of dollars in their business accounts, but they only insured up to two hundred and fifty thousand. So <clears throat> yesterday, they wanted to. Uh, they tried moving uh, the money out of their businesses to other banks. And the Silicon Valley Bank said, well, we're not doing um, wire transfers right now. It'll be a couple of days before we'll be in a position to do that, like next Monday or Tuesday. So yesterday they started lining up at the branches of Silicon Valley Bank to take their money out through cashier checks. Who is they? Um, <clears throat> the the people that... Uh, uh, own these startup companies. Yeah, because I know that there was a report that venture capitalists started advising days ago, uh, advising their portfolio companies to diversify away from SVP. So there was a there was a run um, that was started on the uh, on this bank, and um, I don't yeah I don't know what kind of inside information was what led to it. Well, you have to go back to the financial crisis of two thousand eight. And uh, what the, F- the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, and the FDIC did to instill confidence, they, they raised the uh, guarantee rate from $100,000 to $250,000, where it is yes. today. Right. For businesses who have, you know, often millions of dollars in their accounts, because they've got to do payroll and so forth, uh, if you had a business and you put it in uh, a checking account that uh, was non-interest bearing, they would guarantee the funds in that account 100% of the funds, no limit. Well, after the financial crisis was over, uh, they did away with that. So you're, so businesses now or their business accounts are only guaranteed to 250000 Yeah, and Roku has uh, almost half a billion dollars. At this oh, bank. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with, with, first of all, it was the FDIC that should have closed the bank. You didn't even hear from the FDIC. No, it was the California uh, officials that did. Well, it's the, it's the job of the FDIC. I don't even know who's in charge of the FDIC, but here's the problem, and this is where you Treasury, get Treasury, I would assume. Everybody that's in business mm-hmm. 
that has millions of dollars in their business accounts, um, they're going to start moving money around to either take it out of the bank and cause other bank runs, or they're going to move it to uh, several banks to try to get all the money insured. Well, that's what, I got to be honest, that's what people that I know, business owners, have always done to make sure that they're, they don't have funds that are uninsured in an account. Well, yeah, if it's a really small business, but if you're talking about a business... You're talking about a corporation. You're talking about Roku. I mean, they're just... Or, or, or companies of that size. They can't do that. I mean, there's not enough banks for them to spread it all around. Thank so, you. Exactly. Right. So I get it. So we've only got about 30 seconds left. So what's your, what's your final analysis here, or what you want to say about this? Well, you're dealing with an administration that hates capitalism. Right. And so this is just another way to destroy capitalism is so you end up having uh, no confidence in the banks. But just imagine that we're on the verge of World War III and our banks are going to start failing. Good. Is that going to yeah. work? Are they, and Skins, was, Skins posed uh, the question earlier whether or not this is going to be another excuse for the government to come up with, say, we need U.S. Uh, digital currency. Um, I, not that that would solve it because quite frankly, we've, we're so, so much of our society is cashless anyway, and it's just numbers being moved around, uh, between financial institutions at this point anyway. So Jack, thank you for calling in. Please do keep, keep, uh, your eyes on this topic and feel free to call in any time if you've got more information you want to share on it, because yeah, this is frightening. Everybody with one thought. And yes. That is- Make sure your money that's in the bank is insured. Yes, absolutely. Jack, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right, bye. Bye now. Um, Yeah, very scary. Very, very scary. Um, I want to get back to elections, though, because I think Charlie Kirk had, I'm not sure if I accidentally threw away that soundbite you pulled for me, my man. But earlier I was talking about uh, Trump uh, being proud about being an election denier, and I was talking about that. Last night I reported on a Democrat election official being arrested for, uh, you know, uh, absentee ballots. And, oh, some people might say it's only 12. Um, Well, you know, somebody texted me, a friend of mine texted me and said, a reminder that there was a mayoral race in San Diego County that was run with two votes. The election fraud matters, but the solution for us is not to no longer go and vote. And Charlie Kirk has had so many listeners and people emailing him. And today he actually had somebody at one of his events say, you know what we need to do, Charlie? We need to just stop participating. And I thought he had an absolutely brilliant response to those of us that are sick and tired of, of the rigged elections. Here's what Charlie had to say about it. I listen to your show all the time, and I want to thank you for standing up against against the woke Democrat mafia here in Chicago. It's so important. And for saying the truth that the 2016 election was rigged, it was well, stolen. No, 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 and that is why, that is why... What, 20, 2020. You said 16. Was that? 2016, right? No, 20. Oh, 2020. I'm, <laughs> no, we, I'm so nervous, Charlie. I'm so excited to speak to you. I'm I so like sorry. I like 2020. 16. Yes, the 2020 election was rigged. It was stolen. It was, yes, no. It was stolen, right? And I want to thank you for standing up for that. And that's why when, when, when the 2022 uh, elections came around, I told all of my friends and family, I said, there's only one way to stop this woke Democrat mafia, and that is to boycott these elections because they're never going to no, hear us if we don't really no, no, no. stop from participating in no. their right. lie. It's a farce. You, it's let, a farce. And why should we right. participate? You said it yourself. Why should we participate? Right. Okay, l- let, me, let me tell you why. So I love the energy. You buttered me up perfectly, right? But I got to disagree. Um, 
It is not rational to stop engaging in the civic process that decides but who is rigged. in charge. It's hold on. Even if it is, hold on, let's listen one second. Even if it is rigged, okay, even if it is rigged, going through a tradition of voting at least opens an opportunity, a chance, a micron, that you actually might still be able to have representative government. What you are doing, respectfully, is a guarantee that you'll never have a voice. Yeah. Excellent. Absolutely right. It's important that we uh, stay uh, stay frustrated and angry. Angry uh, Anger is a good motivator. And dare I say, Andrea, they want us to give up. They want us to give up. Anger is a good motivator, but we a motivator to do something. The solution is to do something and get active and go and try to run for office and do what you can to try to solve the problem and support those true conservatives running for office. The solution is not to go home, to throw your popsicle in the in the sandbox and stomp off. That's not the solution that gets us nowhere. Gets us absolutely nowhere. Thank you, Charlie Kirk, for keeping people engaged and active and reminding us that we need to stay in the process and not only stay in the process as voters. How about you run for office? We had, uh, what was it, 148 seats in San Diego County just last year where Democrats were running unopposed. Not one Republican city councils, student uh, city councils, student um not student school boards everywhere up and down if we're really the best way for us to take this country back is actually at the local level and to work our way up we you know it's easy to talk about and we need to have the the heads of the snakes cut off right the mitch mcconnell's they need to be primaried how in the world he's continued to stay in office is, is a shock to me um but we've got to get active ourselves we've got to stop you know why mitch mcconnell is continue to be in office and all these career politicians. The power, part of the reason why there's power in the incumbency is because there's not enough people out there willing to take the risk, willing to, to, to do the work to run for office. And often, because, and one of the reasons is it's not only grueling and tough, but oftentimes it takes a few fails to get to the win. And sometimes people just want to run for Senate or run for Congress instead of starting at a lower level. And then when they don't win the first time out, they're discouraged and they want to run run away because they're really looking for the big power position instead of doing something smaller at the local level, which is where so much of the power is. You think about so much of what happened with COVID and the crackdowns on us and the tyranny. It took place from from county supervisors and mayors and city council offices. They had as much, if not more, of an impact on us than at the federal level when it came to COVID. Going to take a break. When we come back, we got our final segment and another story of Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Our final segment on tonight's show has to do with the Oscars, the Academy Awards. I'm, I'm looking at this article, and I don't even know when the next Oscars are airing, because that's how long it's been. I think Sunday. Oh, this Sunday. Okay. Um, that's how irrelevant they've become to me. And my I haven't kids. watched it in years. Many years. Many years. And it used to be a must-see TV, especially... You could not miss it. Oh, especially when... Um, 
Oh, uh, Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal, Robin Williams, and uh, old Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, when when Billy Crystal was the host oh, on Billy the show. Was oh my great. gosh, just awesome, just absolutely phenomenal. Back when it was rare for somebody to say anything political. Back when movies were just amazing. It was classy. It was classy. The fashion, the mystery of the stars, and the the humor being um, Billy Crystal's open, where he would do the montage of of a skit involving all the major motion he did pictures. It for many years many many years um just just uh, it used to just be the entertainment industry in hollywood used to be one of the best industries that america ever created you know basically we created the entertainment for the entire world and um and now it's reduced to according to the daily mail that Oscar sources are saying the Academy is consulting on ditching gender categories. If they, somebody asked me today, I did Real America's Voice, and they were like, when do you think that they're likely to go this route? And I think it's probably by next year. Oh, yeah, if they're bringing it up now? Yes. They're just finding out a way to, this is why we're implementing it. Yes. And that will probably be, in my opinion, when the Academy Awards are done. When they get rid of genders or sex, whatever term you want to use, because I got to remember what our friend Selwyn Duke said earlier this week. We've got to stop using their words. Uh, it's um, um, now I can't remember. What did he call must made up sexual status? These must people with their made up sexual status. Um, I think that's ultimately going to destroy. Because how do you do it? How do you how do you have Tom Cruise? As Maverick and Top Gun be up against, I, I don't even know what what any other female. I haven't seen any other movies this year. I don't know what other movies are out. But I mean, it, it doesn't pick a even movie. Pick an actress. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it just it, there's a reason why because male and women are different. I mean, imagine back when The Godfather, you're going to have Marlon Brando compete against Julia Roberts. Different time period. Doesn't equate. It's a no. Female characters are different than male characters. To portray a woman is different than a man portraying a man. Keep them separate. This is absolute insanity going on. Stop it. Are we then going to have the red carpet where men are dressed in ball gowns and then we're going to have women in in tuxes, which has been happened. We've had a few women show up in tuxes before. before. I mean, you know, that's Diane Keaton's claim to fame, right? To show up dressed like a man. Girl, that, by the way, that look is so old. Oh, my gosh. It's older than she is. I mean, done, tired. Get away from me with that. Um, I got to let you talk about Top Gun, though. Now, I will say it. I know some listeners don't want to hear about it anymore, but th- I mean, this is kind of it. It's, you know, up for an Oscar. After that, we move on. Uh, it's up for six awards, nominated for six awards, including, even though I don't think it's going to win, it- it's up for Best Picture, and I got my fingers crossed. Well, I don't even know who the other movies are. Oh, because- hang on. Give me a second. I got the movies right out in front uh, of me. All right. I doubt I've seen any of them. I was doing something on my show I- this weekend. I haven't been- uh, All Quiet on the Waterfront. Okay, okay. Avatar, Way of the Water. I will not see that movie. The Banshees of Inchirin. <laughs> okay. The new Elvis movie, up for oh. Best Picture. Okay, um, I, I couldn't stand the movie, but I thought Austin Butler did a phenomenal job. A lot of people did. Yeah. Um, this guy, this was a lot of people's movie of the year, and I have not seen it, So, but I'm not going to count it out. Everything, everywhere, all at once. 
Who's in that? What's that about? Uh, the the kid that played Short Round in the uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom movie. He's he's one of the, oh, the main stars I, in it. Oh, he was so cute in that movie. Yeah, he's getting back into acting in a big way. Well, the Fablemans, which is about the that's, that's uh, beginning the of Spielberg's filmmaking okay. career when he was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I heard that was slow and that's boring. Fabulous. I heard it was boring and slow. No, not at all. Okay, that was outstanding. Uh, then a movie I've never heard of called Tar. Oh, I tried watching that. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to jab myself in the eyeball to end the pain. That bad, huh? Oh, my gosh. It was so boring, so self-indulgent. Oh, my gosh. I literally, I have never done a pay-per-view before to where I was like, you know what? I will abandon the money because I can't watch it five more minutes of this dog. And that uh, stars and that stars a really good actress. Who's in that? I can't remember her um, name. Alexandra Milchan. No, that's not uh, that's not the actress. And Todd Field are the two actors mentioned. That's not the women in it. The, the female lead in that is a great actress. Anyway, two more movies. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. Never heard of it. No. And Women Talking. So mm. I'm actually, if it ends up being between Top Gun Maverick and that's what I'm rooting for or The Fablemans, I'm a happy man. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the actress. She was in the last Indiana Jones movie. What is her name? Karen Allen? No, Kate Blanchett. She's a phenomenal actress, um, but that Tar movie was an absolute dog. I'll strike that off my list. She needed to be tarred and feathered <laughs> for that dog of a movie. All right, who's your hero of the week and stink? Uh, stink of the week is anybody considering vaccinating the chicken population here in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Stink of the week is the pandemic treaty that's that has got to be stopped or we're stopped as as a nation. My um, hero of the week. Uh, actually, uh, I, I love the clip. I, I got to give it to Charlie Kirk. We got to make these elections right. And while I may question Tucker's. Um, sincerity on some issues and who he really is politically. I got to give it to Tucker Carlson for the Jan 6 footage. He did some phenomenal reportage. Appreciate it. And appreciate you. See you Monday. Have a great weekend. Stay dry and warm, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.